What's up, fam? We're back. It's the Family Times Podcast here on FantasyAlarm.com. My name is Justin Fetsterman, along with Ryan Hallam and Matt Sells. You can give us all a follow. Me at Fenty Sports on Twitter. Ryan at Fighting Chance on Twitter. And Matt Sells at The Sells Man on Twitter. Guys, what's going on with you? Because I'll tell you this, in my corner of the NBA universe, the world, whether it's off-season conversations and off-season moves and coaching changes, or what's going on with some of these players getting hurt and COVID-related illnesses, now my NBA world is crumbling. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well. Not not as crumbling as your NBA world, though. There's quite a lot of Baseball injuries going on. Starlin Castro just got put on the restricted list, and I do not know why, uh, though we should find out from Davey Martinez here soon, I think. Um, yeah, so, you know, just a whole lot of stuff with the new site, figuring that stuff out. And um, But, yeah, other than that, you know, dealing with Tyler Glasnow being a whiny baby, but we'll talk about that later. Well, speaking of being a whiny baby, I am turning into one as I purchased or it hasn't shown up yet, one of those like outdoor gazebo spaces. So I'm going to attempt to F- uh, DIY that. My, uh, so my uh, nights and weekends this summer have just been crushed uh, in the hopes of some fun times later on. So uh, I will be a whiny baby, I'm sure, digging into the ground and sweating so to death. You're building a gazebo yourself? No, just the patio part. Well, the gazebo you got to put together. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't I, get a sunsetter? No. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Aren't you of that age group that likes the sunsetters? Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what possessed me to come up with this idea, but uh, we're gonna go for it. I got a couple friends that can help me. I got. It seems I, like a perfect pod segment this week in the adventures of putting together a, a gazebo. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I, I would be you. You would get so many donations because people would just feel bad for you, Hal. Seriously. Yeah. Send beer, please. <laughs> nice. Send beer. I love that. Well, before we talk about that, by the way, speaking of beer getting buzzed, you can hear Ryan Helm with Howard Bender on that every single week. It's a fun little video stream with the two beautiful youth faces that they have, two youths, as they say. So you can see that on FantasyAlarm.com. Howard and Ryan, new episodes drop every single Friday. So, guys, let's talk about a few things going on in the universe because as you guys know right now, Draft Guide is out when it comes to fantasy football. We're already getting started, and that's because now we're trying to get back to normal again. But one thing we can take away from last year in the pandemic, people were ready to get to their football in June, and we've all been industry veterans for a long time. We all know what drives the bus. We all know what pays the bills. And funny because Two of us cover other sports that aren't football. I cover football as well, but I cover mainly basketball for the sites. But guys, when it comes to fantasy football here, my biggest things that I'm doing right now is I've started, as you guys know, we alluded to last week, I've started participating in more best ball drafts, not only for show and stream content and podcast content, but to just get my beak wet when it comes to getting used to where certain players are going so I don't succumb to the pressure when it comes to positions, Ryan, because I feel that when it comes to fantasy football, it's more position-focused than player-focused. Yeah, definitely. I I think to an extent, I think – you know, I, I think this year, I would say wide receiver is probably as deep as it's been in a long time. So, uh, and running back seems to be drying up faster than ever. Uh, so I feel like, yeah, I think in fantasy football, you're definitely trying to, 
I guess get what you can at certain places before you're really, you know, kind of left holding the bag because, uh, you know, the, especially running back, the, the drop-off can be significant with more teams moving towards uh, committees and injuries, you know, seem to be on the rise from year to year uh, that it uh, it definitely seems like you draft more towards what's available rather than maybe what you might like. Yeah, well, let me ask you this, Fenstie. Do you find that doing best balls in June and July really help you that much? Because in best balls, you're looking for the guys, yes, some guys you're going to need to be consistent, right? But then other guys, you're looking for, let's say, a Mike Evans type, where all of his points are going to come in half the week. So he's going to blow up half the time and then completely suck half the time. And in a best ball, that's fine, because you don't ever have to worry about missing out on the good weeks. But does that actually help you in terms of figuring out where guys are going ADP-wise for an actual season-long league in which you're managing your roster? It's not 100% the way, and I don't think of it that way. And I do know in the back of my mind that when I'm looking at these draft grids after the fact, that running backs will be heavily favored. However, I will say this. It gives me a good landscape because some of the players that I'm seeing go in one draft, for instance, in X round, the third round, the other one, end of the fourth, that's also what I'm looking at as well. I'm looking for that variance. So when it comes to everything related to the best balls, I, I'm just trying to get the landscape right now. However, Sells, I'm going to say this. And, Ryan, I, I'm wondering how you feel. So you guys can both tell me how you feel about this. You know how recency bias runs rampant in our industry. After all of the injuries last year, the disappointments at the position, I feel like there's going to be so much paranoia that even though I'm seeing the first round and a few of my best balls that I've been in go mainly running back outside of maybe one or two slots, I'm feeling that that's how it's going to be in redraft as well. What do you think about that, Sells? Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would agree with that. Um Again, last year, even for football, even though they got the full season in, I feel like you've got to take what happened last year with a grain of salt, right? Because you had the Titans and you had um, some other teams have COVID issues, right? Uh, the Niners had, like, everybody in the world injured, which is going to change how snaps were distributed, how they use players, like, you know, all this stuff. So just like with the other sports I don't know that we can fully rely on what we saw last year and what we think is going to happen this year. It's still kind of a weird drafting spot for not as weird as the other sports where baseball only played 60 games and whatnot and NFL got in a full full schedule. And you've still got some key guys that are holding out, right? We just saw, obviously, there's Aaron Rodgers, but we just saw a report, um, I guess, yesterday on Tuesday that had several key guys across the NFL holding out because of not showing up to mandatory minicamps because of contract disputes, right? Which is going to change defenses. It's going to change the way reps go in early minicamp. So if we all fall victim to the, ooh, two or through five interceptions in the first minicamp practice, let's knock them down the, the draft grid. Or Cam Newton looked Excellent. Bill Belichick says he looks better than he did at this point last year. Yeah, because he wasn't on a team at this point last year, people. Um, if we all fall victim to that, then yeah, it's going to screw up some people's draft boards. 
I, I pay zero attention to anything I hear right now unless it's yep. a major injury. If Especially Bill Belichick. He went five for five. <laughs> what a I mean, nothing that happens right now really matters unless it's an injury that's right. going to cost you time. Like Jeff Wilson, the 49ers backup running back. All right, he's out. Okay, so he's not going to be back for a long time. Maybe he missed the whole season. That's something that matters. What Bill Belichick said, like, like Matt said, Cam wasn't on the team last year, so one shouldn't he look better than he did the year before when he was, you know, after being with the year on a team? First of all, and two, he wasn't on the team, so what do you mean he looks better than he did right. last also, year? Also, Mac Jones is apparently a gift from God, according to Bill Belichick, <laughs> who looks phenomenally talented. There's also uh, the the Bears coach was like, "There's no scenario where Justin Fields could be the starting quarterback week one." What if everybody breaks their legs? Don't tell me there's no scenario. That's just also, all your stupid starting coach quarterback speak. is Andy Dalton. Yeah, sucks. come on. It was the same thing they said last year with, with Herbert and, and uh, Tyrod Taylor. And I know they had the, the rogue uh, trainer's needle that messed up Tyrod Taylor or whatever. But we all knew that that was just a matter of time before, you know, I got Tyrod a, Taylor was out. I got a question. Can someone call on me, please? Yeah, go for it. Okay. And so here's my question. What about when you get the reports, the feel-good reports with players who are coming back from injury? He looks like he's cutting greats. Hashtag best shape season. Best shape of your life. Best shape of his life. <laughs> season with an S Z N, right? Isn't that isn't that how we're spelling it now? Like, come on. Baseball players do that all the time. Oh, this guy looks phenomenal. First week of the season sucks. Everybody's dropping him. Yes. Right? Like, I mean, we can't try it's June, people. We don't even know who's gonna be on hard knocks yet. Do you understand <laughs> this? Like oh, isn't the the Madden covers team too? Yeah, don't don't draft a Madden cover guy. That's a jinx. Right. <laughs> right. Just, so just yes, I guess the moral of the story is turn your ears off. Stop paying so much attention to what you see on Twitter. It's not it, we're not even close to, to what matters yet. Right. By the way, and guys, you can tell me if it's still a little too early. I'm trying to enact certain rules that I feel like are not gonna get passed once again because I'm trying to make the league a little bit fair, my, my, more fair, my fantasy football home league. And one of the things that I really want to do, and this is something Adam Ronis and I talk about a lot on Sirius XM on Alarm After Hours, but one of the things I kind of want to do is the, by record, first four make it to the playoffs and then the point total for the final two. And I feel like that's something that's really cool. But the, when I put it up for a vote, it got voted down big time. So that puts me in a weird spot because this is a redraft league. This is a non-keeper league. I, when I one year got rid of kickers, my defending champion vacated his title. Oh, my God. This league because he thought kickers made all the difference in the world. So I've tried stuff without voting. One of the things I tried a couple of years ago was adding an extra flex after taking kickers and defenses away. And – People didn't really like it, and I told the league after that that any big crucial changes I put up for vote. So we go to last year. I put it up for vote. No one wants that. And so now this year, I'm trying to think of what to do, guys, because, I mean, is it worth bringing it up now? Do I just be kind of a jerk commissioner I, or just, a, I guess, a commissioner and just say, my ruling, my league, you don't like it? See ya. What do you do? I think if you want the rule so badly, you should probably try to sell it and say, hey, guys, that you voted against, you would have been in the playoffs last year had you not voted against it because you outscored the teams that, that you know, 
beat you record-wise, right? I mean, fantasy football, as much skill as it takes to be good year after year after year, there is inherent luck to it, right? I could put together the best team possible, but if two weeks I get caught napping because my top players have bye weeks or somebody gets injured and there's nobody that I want to fill in on the, the waiver wire or whatever, or that guy sucks that I do fill in on the waiver wire, and now I lose a top seed or a playoff spot because two bad weeks, but I'm still the highest scoring team in the league, I mean, that's luck, right? Like, there's right. inherent luck to this. So I think if you want to rule that badly, you should sell it to people. You should be like, this is why I think we should have this. It rewards the people that did well all year with the top four records. And then those people that outscored a ton of people, but maybe got caught in a team's best matchup or highest scoring week. You lost that week, and that one loss cost you a playoff spot, but you should be in because you outscored the teams that are ahead of you. I think you should try to sell it. Be a politician. Uh, normally, I would say just force it because, right. I mean, everything has to evolve. Like, I've, I've been in leagues that didn't evolve, and it just sucks. And you just it, you, if you don't have any fun with it, uh, the only problem is, like, finding new people is not always easy. Uh you know, to find new engaged players. Fantasy football probably isn't as big of a problem as fantasy baseball is, um, you know, especially with the, the long season. But, I don't you know, I just feel like people fight change for the sake of fighting change uh, just because they haven't played that way. Uh, I, I do think that it's a good rule. At worst, maybe, maybe this year do top five and the last person, uh, you know, the the person with the highest out of the, the sixth, you know, or the next highest gets maybe better than two, maybe try to ease it in. Right. Uh, but uh, that that's the only thing I could think of rather than just, you know, I, I mean, is the whole league going to bail? Is it one person? I don't think the whole league's going to bail, but there will be a dent made in the league, which, look, I'm starting it early. I can always get other people, and I feel like that's something that casual home leagues are very afraid of losing people, losing their good friends that even though there's no keeper or any kind of leash that attaches you stringing the seasons together, people are still afraid to lose their friends. And and I say to everyone, all you got to do there is social media for a reason. Be like, hey, I got a league. And someone's always willing to join a league. Absolutely. Half of the guests I have on the radio, after I say goodbye to them, be like, oh, by the way, Fancy, if you have any leagues that you know, send send me their way. I want to join. Everyone loves playing fantasy football. They can't get enough of it. And there's always someone, including me, isolated years, that looks to get into another league that I haven't been in. Yeah, yeah. You, have, you have a good following. You can probably find somebody, no problem. No, it's not. But it, anyone, someone with one follower can post. Hashtag, <laughs> I need a hashtag fantasy football league. Looking to join one $20 buy-in. There's a zillion $20 I've seen. I've seen more than a dozen people... This year on Fantasy Alarm, whether it be in our new Discord chat, which you should join, by the way, or on the old on-site chat, going, hey, I'm looking for a league to get in. Just posting in the NFL seasonal channels. I've seen it happen at least a dozen times already this year. So right, right. people that, are doing it. Right. And by the way, with our new Discord on the site as well, all access and chats 
that's where as well you can find and you can through the fantasy alarm community like Sells is alluding to, you could say that you could find someone that will have a league for you to join. It's not that hard. Adam Ronis and I talk about that all the time. I get it. You want your 10 other best friends in there or 11 other best friends in there. I understand that. But not everyone likes to play with the same rules. I've had good friends of mine that were in my leagues for nine years quit. And you know what? That's the way it goes. But how you avoid that is by staying organized, not waiting until August 15th. All right, guys, draft day. And every one of you are going to do it. I know it. We're all busy. We all have other lives. Some of us have pets. Some of us have kids. I get it. I understand. But start planning early. Get it locked in. Right, Ryan? Your eyes are lighting up. Imagine if you could get all of your leagues organized and planned so you can know when your drafts are and you can still live your life without having to worry someone's going to bail. This is kind of why I'm, I really don't have a commission any leagues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It came down to like, it got, you know, it got to be too much. It just wasn't it fun anymore. A commission. Yeah. So like I, I, I did one or two and now I don't do any, uh, I'm thinking about getting one together. Cause I did a, a last year for baseball, like the three days before the season, my brother's like, Oh, I'd like to play. So like, I just threw something out on Twitter. I got 10 other people and we threw a league together and actually turned out to be a pretty cool league. Uh, so I'm considering doing something like that again, seeing how it goes. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of the drafts that I'm doing this year are best ball, uh, you know, so outside of I'm sure we'll have a staff league and Scott Fishbowl and, and you know, a few others. Uh, I think I've gotten my league count under control. So if, if that's the case and we're rolling in mid-August, then I might do something like that. Nice. Nice. By, by the way, what sells you in the Scott Fishbowl, too, or no? No, nope. no, you're not, Ryan. I'm Ripley. never invited to. to well, dude, you me. can get it. You're like Grande. You're like James Grande. So what? Get yourself invited. I thought I, you were in it, or else I would have. Dude, you have a oh. bunch of people. You see the opportunity on Twitter all the time. You gotta yeah. grab the brass ring. The, I also have the lowest Twitter following of like anybody. Who on cares? FF. It doesn't. I'm just matter. saying. No, I usually don't for football. I will do it for baseball but I usually don't do the industry leagues for football because I have NFL content that I write multiple times a week for FA, right? I still have baseball content for the first week. NASCAR, for those that don't know, doesn't end until the second weekend in November, okay? So for th for two-thirds of football season, I'm still writing NASCAR stuff on a weekly basis. Um, and by the way, crushing it because we've been, like, dominating NASCAR this year. Uh, still have tool stuff, right, for NFL. And this year with the new site, we're going to have to redo all of the tools again. So there's just a time crunch, and I don't want to get into an industry league and then not give it the time that <laughs> it should have. Ryan, is he justified? I mean, this dude, you know, I mean, also, we say I it all the time how much he fly, works. Right? Like, there's, there's two kids in the picture. Cells, I don't I think you have enough work it. to do cells. So, no, no, I, I don't think I do. Actually, no, seriously, Ryan, don't what say it too loud. Rick Wolf will find something else for me. To do. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what division are you in for Scott? Fish? I'm in the Weezer division. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyone, anyone we know, any of the family in there with you? I don't think so. Right. Uh, What's your favorite a, Weezer song? I mean, there's only one, right? Island in the Sun. I mean, yeah. What's your favorite Weezer song? 
Matt? My favorite Weezer song? Yeah. Oh, there's, All right, there's quite a few, actually. I can't really <laughs> narrow it down, but I will say the lead singer of Weezer has maybe the best name in rock music, Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. And, by the way, he's a Harvard graduate. That guy knows how to put words together. He literally graduated with a literature degree from Harvard. Yes. So. I'm in the Beach Boys division. Ah, nice. Beach Boys are an awesome band, so yeah. By the way, I saw I was in Hawaii four years ago at a my wife had a work conference that I tagged along with, and we saw Brian Wilson on the beach in Hawaii. Nice. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you say hi? He could barely move. They basically just kind of put him in front of the keyboard, <laughs> and he couldn't really sing very well much anymore. But the rest of the musicians really made it for. But he's uh, I, when we. When the news comes across that Brian Wilson passes away, it will come as no surprise to me. I'm honestly surprised. Stop. All right. With that, let's go to the family table before you <laughs> depress me. All right, Cell, so save us, please. What are you bringing to the table? Uh, I am bringing to the table the Tyler Glass as a whiny little bitch. Wow. Why? Like he just, he just is. I'm sorry. I enjoyed watching the guy pitch. But the fact that you think that – Two starts without your magic sticky stuff is why you got injured is crap. It's crap. You got injured in 2019. No rule change for the sticky stuff then. You know what changed? You added a slider. Maybe you shouldn't be throwing 92 mile an hour sliders. You know when you didn't get injured? 2020. You know what you didn't throw? A slider. You know what you're throwing in 2021? 32% of the time? A slider. Hmm. Maybe your arm's not meant to throw 95 miles an hour or above, because when you came up, you were at 94 on your fastball. Now you're at 98, four years later. Maybe, just maybe, your arm isn't meant to throw as hard as you think it should. Okay? Number two. You also said that after the Nat start, your arm was sore. Maybe you should have pointed that out to somebody, and they would have skipped your start and given you some extra rest. That's a thing that can happen. You play for the Rays. They skip people all the time. So I don't I, I don't see why your sticky stuff is a magic health elixir that keeps you healthy. Also, can we quit with the lie that pitchers needed to control their stuff? You know when the you know what season had the most hit by pitches? What? Last year. Had the highest rate of hit by pitches. You know what year is on pace for the number two most hit by pitches? This year. So you're not controlling your stuff. You're throwing frisbees and hoping not to hit people. Okay, let's stop it. Y'all need to take the, vol- the, the velocity down. You're not designed to throw 98 to 100, 400 times a year. Your arm's going to fall off. Learn to pitch, not throw a baseball. Maddox did it. Pedro did it. Everybody prior to 2010 figured it out. Not that hard to do. Zach Greinke's throwing 47-mile-an-hour EFIS pitches and striking people out. Learn to pitch. Learn to control your stuff that's not 98 miles an hour. Dial it back. Your arm will feel better. You'll still get the strikeouts. And guess what? There'll be more excitement in the game. You know what happens when there's more excitement in the game? More people watch. More television revenue means more ad revenue, which means owners are still willing to pay you because they're still getting money. So stop with this crap about the sticky stuff. Y'all took it too far, and Tyler Glasnow is a whiny bitch who got injured because he doesn't know how to throw a baseball. Wow. No sticky stuff. I just find it funny, like, 
that it's something that's let's face it not it's not allowed and the fact that they're kind of cracking down on it means he got injured i find i found that quite funny like that's what was holding his arm together was the stuff that's what i'm saying and by the way (laughs) if the sticky stuff helps you helps your arm feel better that doesn't even make any physical sense try throwing something a hundred times a game with a weight stuck to your hand because that's essentially what's happening right you have an trevor bauer put out a video on twitter on tuesday of him holding a ball with his hand flat and it's stuck the ball is stuck to it oh wow hanging upside down and he goes is this illegal or legal like well you're you're getting the ball to defy physics so you know if you do a workout and you strap a weight to your arm, it's going to get sore. That's what you're doing using sticky stuff on a baseball. And people wonder why some people don't like baseball really anymore. It's Again, I like baseball, yeah. but it's... Tyler Glasnow is going, please let me cheat. I would really like to be able to cheat, but I'm still going to slam the Astros for cheating in a different way. Right. Hypocrites. Ryan, what do you bring to the table? All right, the next in my line of fun things after tournaments and everything else and summer blockbusters, we're going to, for the first time, we're going to do Fantasy Big Brother, which starts on July 7th. So any of your Big Brother fans out there, hit me up Isn't on Twitter. Is it a good show? Fighting I, it's I, been you on know, for 477 okay, seasons. Sells, but does it, I'm asking Ryan if it's a good show. I honestly haven't watched it a lot. Just, I see so much interest that I wanted to do this game, and that would force me to watch it. So then I could get into it. So that's that's kind of it's kind of a double edged sword here. I've got like fifty people in it already, so it's getting the interest that I thought it might. So uh, hit me up on Twitter at Fighting Chance. You want to play a little Fantasy Big Brother? You want to hear something funny, Ryan? Because I watch Always. I watch MTV's The Challenge, me and too. now they're bit. bringing in some of the Big Brother characters, and they they are sneaky. Let me tell you, they're strong. They're athletic. They've got awesome social games for the most part. One of them who won one of the seasons, this dude, Josh Martinez, he always cries. And the problem is I hate picking him because I can't stand him. However, in leagues I'm in with MTV's The Challenge, you get points if the person cries. Oh, and when I do Fantasy Survivor, you lose points for crying. You can't have that. (laughs) It's not a positive. Dude, isn't Big Brother all about being locked in a house and trying to get along with people? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've never really watched, like, I don't get the principle of the show. Like, why would you want, like... It's like Jersey Shore, except game show edition. Yeah, but I just, like, it doesn't surprise me he's got good social game, because that's the entire point behind Big Brother, right? Right, but some of these people in the challenge, they don't, they're either very athletic, but they don't have 10 They're morons. Just say it, they're morons. Yeah, Yeah, like the guy that uses people (laughs) as backpacks. No, see that guy is smart. That guy, you're wrong. CT, who I had in my I know he is very smart. He not only just won again this past season, but he also is very good with puzzles. And most people are not good with puzzles. Yeah, figuring out how to use a human as a backpack is a puzzle. So to give you an idea how dumb these people are, there's in most challenges one of the legs is usually a math question, and it's not hard (laughs) math. It's generally it's sometimes addition, sometimes multiplication. And in the final of this last one, this girl lost her mind, couldn't do it on like multiplying two two digit numbers together and she's like i can't do this and she stood at it for like 90 minutes and didn't have a chance of getting it right what so that's how smart number? these people are and she still I, I don't remember anyway because ct carried her like a her. backpack 
Yes. Yeah, they are <laughs> not. Oh, they got killed in that leg, but then they made up for it. Right. It's not intelligence on the challenge. You know, it's it was, an entertaining so I, show, but the girl was partnered with someone else, and then when she messed up, she got paired with with CT and ended up right. winning as a rookie. And she was on Big Brother. Yeah, she was. Amber yep. B. So. I think yes. she faked that she couldn't do math to move. No, well, no, there was another one that she couldn't do it either. She it's was like cells. These problems are like thirties, and you're in a race, so your mind is running. It's like thirty-six times thirteen divided by two plus eighty-four. It's you know, but you could still figure it out. But people are just like, I gotta get this done. That their head is yeah, a big ball get, of confusion. Yeah, you just gotta know the tricks. Yes, yes. Now. Here's the deal, and this is something that I'm going to say, and this is just a piece of advice for everyone. I love giving some life advice sometimes. You guys call me a moron if you want anyone out there. I can take it. I've been called worse, trust me. But I'm just going to say this. When you are part of a team, and we're seeing it in playoffs now with players and teams on the line when it comes to NBA playoffs and even NHL as well, when you're on a team, I get that everybody has their roles. But if you happen to see on a team that, let's just say, there's someone who's doing a little bit more, instead of standing around on the court, for instance, do something about it. Move around. Grab a pass. Be like, hey, I'm open. Let me handle the rock a little bit. And I feel like when I'm watching, especially these NBA playoffs, it's if you're ever part of a team in life, sports, then, hey, be an active teammate. You might have a role, but, hey, if things are in trouble, don't make the player overexert. Call for the ball. I'm open. And then you'll be able to make an even bigger impact when you're on the court. So that's what I'm going to say about that. So I don't think anything else needs to be said. Ryan Hallam, give him a follow at Fighting Chance. Matt Sells at the Salesman, all your NASCAR needs, and also Tools Manager. Ryan, when it comes to you, man, we're going to be talking a lot of fantasy football, so I'm going to have to get your takes. You did a lot of our previews last season, so very much looking forward to talking some football with you. NBA is ongoing, and hey, I'm down for some fantasy football as well. That's what happens with the sports. The coverage continues as we head into the summer months. Summertime, the weather fine and so are you you're all our family that's how we always dominate together because there isn't any other option we just win